Washed up sports podcast. What's going on? 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 What's going on, guys? We are now happy to be joined by Josh Whitlow of Red Cup College Basketball. Josh, thanks for joining us today, man. No problem. Happy to be here. What's good? What's going on, man? So we're just going to jump right into the interview. Before we get into everything, for those who don't know what Red Cup CBB is, could you tell us a little bit about your page and what you do? Right. So basically, it's a page about covering college basketball. I do interviews, highlights, try to update the scores a lot, and really just combine every part of college basketball, which I love so much, into one place. And a lot of players are on there that interact with the posts, and they all talk back to the fans as well. So it's just kind of a place where everybody can talk about college basketball, and especially during the regular season as well. Gotcha. So tell me a little bit about your background. This is the first time we're meeting. So um, just tell me a little bit about yourself and how you first got involved with Red Cup. Right. So I started a page when I was like 15, just kind of a hobby, something to do. I really liked college basketball, but nobody around me really followed the regular season. That was like my age or anything. Mm -hmm. And they really just cared about the tournament. So I started it just kind of a way to meet other people that really liked it and just to kind of cover it as a hobby and show my love for the sport. And then it kind of started growing a little bit. I started figuring out the whole social media thing and over the summer last year two years ago now but I started getting in contact with some players they started following and we just kind of kept building it up until it was about last February actually um Red Cup the official page reached out to me and wanted to bring me on as their guy to cover college basketball and I've been with them for about a year now as part of their network and it's just been really great and that's basically how it started though just me being a fan and now working up now I write for a couple places as well so just being more of a insider and analyst and something that I want to pursue in the future as well. Cool. Cool. Really cool stuff. So red cup news network is like the bigger thing and you are, right. and you run their page within that. Right. And they, a lot of the pages they already have, but this time it was where they reached out to me and they were like, you can turn, keep your page full ownership and everything. Just be our college basketball guy. So I kind of slipped right in with them and I really like what they're doing and I think they have a bright future ahead and I wanted to be a part of that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I know I, um, I'm a big college basketball my, guy myself and I found the page throughout Instagram and you guys are at like 21, 22,000 followers. You guys yeah. have really taken off and you mentioned, so you're followed by a lot of players, over a thousand college basketball players following your page. How cool is it for you to have an outreach like that and to be communicating with, you know, these division one high major players and things like that it must be really cool for you. Right. It's, it's been really cool. And at first, like I didn't even think of that as a possibility that players would really find my page or anything like that. That wasn't what I was trying to do, but shout out to, I don't know if you know who Javon Graves is, but he was at Buffalo. No way. He was the leading scorer. I actually, he was the first guy really, I go to Buffalo and I, we actually had Javon on the podcast like a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago wow. We had Javon on. Yeah. I'm a student at uh, university of Buffalo. I'm originally okay. from New Jersey, but yeah, I go there. Wow. Okay. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, he was the first guy to follow my page, and he reached out. They were playing last last season at um, – it was whatever preseason tournament it was, Battle for Atlantis or something. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you should make a post to highlight the Battle for Atlantis. And 
feature Buffalo out here. He's like, I think we're going to really have a great season. And that ended up being the season that Buffalo was, it was right after Buffalo had been ranked all year and all that. And so he was the first guy to reach out and got the whole Buffalo team following me, which of course that kind of sparked the whole chain reaction. So, and all the, everybody else started falling after that, but it was, yeah, it was Javon Graves that first followed me and helped get all these other players following me down the road. That's so cool. Yeah. Javon's the man. I, um, I'm in my second year at Buffalo and, uh, pretty good program they got going there i saw it like you you um you also like follow like ronaldo segu who's got like a crazy yeah. uh, instagram following he's got like over 150k and things like that so yeah no it's really cool what you're doing and you're getting to um interact with all these people really cool thing for your page so i see you guys are covering almost every game i'm i you know i've been tuned yeah um and you guys are always posting scores several posts a day for you is it college basketball all day every day or do you have a team of people you work with or are you the only one really operating the page i'm really the only one operating that page um it's just a lot of people help out with it and i've got people that will help do edits and stuff but it's more about collabing and i'm the only one that operates that page and i'm totally cool with college basketball all day every day gotcha. i follow it every day of the year gotcha so i uh i saw some interviews you guys do on ig live you guys do some of those and you have the player yes. like will join the instagram live i um the most recent one i saw i saw the justin bean one which you did right before the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. right before the tournament and that was really awesome i thought you did a really good job with that and like like i just the way you ask questions and stuff like that it's really impressive and you know you really like get that. these players to open up and stuff like that for you interviewing and having these like firsthand experiences with the players and getting to talk with these guys who are high major you're going potentially, you know, professionally. It, it, what's that like for you to be doing these like live streams and things like that? Right. And to go back on like what you said earlier, um, to talk to all these high major guys and communicate with them. At first, I was like super blown away. Like, I can't believe this guy checked out the page or followers DMing. And I've kind of got used to it now. And every once in a while, I got to step back and be like, this is this is freaking awesome. Like, right. But to get these guys on the interviews, I started doing that last last May during quarantine. I saw one of my boys um, that runs a page. He's he works with San Diego State. He did one, and I was like, "That's really cool. I should try doing that." At first, I didn't really want to be on the IG live, and I was a little nervous. Definitely nervous at first, mm -hmm. but I did it with the first ever live one I did was with Deshaun Burke from Nebraska, and he was a super humble down-to-earth guy and I think because that one went so well I was definitely I was able to reach out to a lot more guys and just not be afraid of going on live or anything and once I did the first one I was kind of hooked I was like that's super cool a lot of people a lot more people watched it than I thought would and a lot of these dudes followed me a lot so I only really reach out to guys that follow me but it's been easier to get them now that they see that these guys are doing them and that I ask good questions and they make, it makes them look usually, it doesn't make the players look bad or anything. So they're more willing to do it than you would expect. I've only gotten a couple no's and it's just been really cool to talk to these guys on the live. And oftentimes they're a lot more willing to open up and humble and just really genuine. They're genuine people at the end of the day. They're not, some people look at them as superstars, but if you talk to them like regular people, I think they enjoy that the most and they'll be willing to give good answers. So it's been really fantastic and something I definitely want to keep doing as well. 
Totally, man. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people think that like when you're talking to these people and at the end of the day, these kids are just college kids. They put the, yeah. their, they put their pants on in the morning the same way that you do the way that I do. So it's like, right. I think they like definitely appreciate when you step back and just treat them like normal people. Absolutely. And yeah, when it came to like talking on the Instagram live and stuff, we started the podcast back in the quarantine as well towards the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. And it's totally one of those things where we felt at least like the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with public speaking and talking to people. Especially these athletes. Like I, I used to get nervous. Now I don't really get nervous anymore. And it's been a lot of these guys I've talked to multiple times throughout the year. And when we hop on live, it's just, it kind of clicks, especially with Justin Bean. I've known him for like a year and a half now and he's genuinely great dude. Really enjoyed that one. And I was happy that I was able to do it at some point before he left Utah state. But yeah, once you do it more, you kind of get used to it and it becomes part of your normal thing. So that's awesome that you guys have started doing it too. I'm glad that you guys like it as well. That's awesome. Great, man. So obviously right now, probably one of the biggest times of the year for you with March Madness Final Four is coming up this coming next week. So what is what has impressed you so far this tournament in terms of like teams and basketball? Of course, the fan in you, I'm sure, has some stuff, uh, some insight to give. So what have you liked so far this tournament? Well, for sure, obviously, Oral Roberts has been my favorite story. And I kind of, I obviously wasn't going to pick him against Ohio State because you don't pick a 15, but they had the leading scorer in the entire country coming into the tournament. And he was able to carry him, Max A. Smith, through the first two games. So really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed the total amount of upsets we had. We had a crazy amount of upsets in the first couple of days. Abilene Christian totally busted my bracket by beating Texas. I really like Texas and thought they, I picked them to win the Natty, but Oh, wow. Just from, yeah, I don't know. I was really high on them. I liked the eye test. I liked how they were built, but just stuff like that can happen. And I mean, Abilene Christian's in-state school, those guys wanted to go to Texas. They were overlooked and they have, they got their chance to beat them and they did. But I also really like that. Now we're in the final four, getting to the final four and as crazy as these upsets have been, I, I still think it's been the best teams that have kind of risen to the top, and it's going to set up for a really good Final Four. Gotcha. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's going to be a crazy Final Four. In terms of, like, rooting interest in a regular season, what, are, what team do you root for personally? Right. So I was raised a UVA fan. Both my parents went to Virginia. Okay. And I'm, I've been a UVA guy, but I also go to – I'm a freshman at Coastal Carolina. Oh, nice. So I really follow them a lot this year as well. Cool, yeah. No, Buffalo actually got a transfer from Coastal Carolina, Keyshawn yeah, Brute. Yeah, Keyshawn Brute, yep. yeah. So he's uh, he's over at Buffalo now. So I know a little bit about like the program they had over there. That's really cool. Right. Yeah. And yeah, any also any team that I've done interviews with players, the whole team will follow me. I always root for those guys. Always. No doubt. So, like, yeah, that's so cool. Especially Buffalo. I'm a huge Buffalo guy now. Let's go. Love to see it. Got to represent the MAC. And then Ohio also oh, in the yeah. MAC got the best of your uh, Cavaliers this they year. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yes sir and actually jason preston he follows me talks to me i've talked to him before super great kid and i i was not surprised at all and i was very worried about that game but at the end of the day i was i was prepared for that loss and you know being a virginia fan i'm i'm used to that so yeah a lot of upsets have come to virginia as of late but at least you right. guys got that national championship you right know? and first round exit that means we'll win the national championship next year that's what i like that's to how hear. it works Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, especially with like at the end of the year with COVID and everything for Virginia, it was like the tournament kind of came at a bad time for them if it had to come at any time. 
Right. And this team, I don't know. It just on paper, it was, I was really excited. I was like, this could be the best Virginia team I've ever seen because they could actually score. And the defense wasn't quite where it usually is, but it just never fully clicked to the potential that they could have had. Right. And Preston and the guy Vanderplas. Oh yeah. Ben Vanderplas. Really surprised me. He killed it. He carried that team to that win. Yeah. Good shooter with size inside presence. Like he does it all. Yeah. He's, he's a beast. And that was something I like Ohio. So I wasn't really too upset and following the whole country and everything. It's, it makes it easier to be a Virginia fan when I run this page. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got you. I got you with that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we already got. So we already have Houston and Baylor booking their tickets, and then t- as of tonight, will be the other two Elite Eight games. Right. And um, I know Houston was the first team that punched their ticket. I'm actually. So I'm originally from New Jersey. Big Rutgers fan who uh, made okay. it first time in you know 30 years. So I was. Uh, it was tough to you know that three point loss against Houston that comeback, but uh, that was a heartbreaker well. for me. And then like for Rutgers, they were gonna get Syracuse and then Oregon State. That's like not that bad of a path. I was liking their chances, but obviously yeah. uh, tough one. Right, and I don't know. Quentin Grimes just caught fire down that game, yeah. and. I actually really thought Rutgers was going to pull that out with like eight or nine minutes left. And then it just Houston showed how good they truly were and pulled it out. Yeah. So hopefully better days ahead for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. But oh, uh, for sure. Especially yeah. if you can keep Ron Harper there next year. I think you guys will be fine. Yeah, definitely. They need to keep Ron there. Hopefully they can get him for one more year before he goes definitely. to the league. So who do you have in winning it all right now? You think Gonzaga with the perfect season or? I, I have to go Gonzaga. They're the best team that I've seen since that Kentucky team in 14-15. And I, I really don't see how they can lose unless it's to Baylor. Right. And we got that game. and We were supposed to get Baylor-Gonzaga earlier this year, and then COVID canceled it. So I would not complain at all if we get to see that one. No doubt, man. Yeah, so obviously crazy time for college basketball, and the sport is growing as a whole. And um, tonight – we're going to get Gonzaga against hey, USC. So we get Gonzaga, USC, and then UCLA against Michigan. And out of those two games, so you said you like Gonzaga winning that. Let me talk about UCLA, Michigan a little bit with you tonight. So UCLA, obviously one of the playing teams as an 11 seed. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people saw them making the Elite Eight. What do you like about that team? I like the the guards and what's his name? Campbell, Tiger Campbell has been fantastic. They've been super hot. They've faced adversity multiple times, except really against BYU. They kind of blew them out, but they really impressed me in that last game against Bama. They had, they were down by a lot and then they took the the lead by like 10 points, ended up giving it up to that buzzer beater at the end of the game. And then in overtime was still able to handily beat them. They kind of dominated them in overtime. And that's actually why I like them tonight to beat Michigan. Wow, so you got them punching their ticket into the Final Four. I think Michigan's been around a little too long without livers, and they haven't really been tested. I thought LSU would have given them a bigger test, and they kind of hung with them for a little bit. But I think UCLA team, with how hot they've been, and with Juzang, as long as he plays like he's been playing, I think they're actually going to pull this upset, and we're going to have an 11 in the Final Four again. 
Yeah, no doubt. I didn't get to watch like the most Pac-12 basketball this year. Neither did I. Yeah, so I had like, and now to see that two of their teams are in the Elite Eight, like I wouldn't. And then Oregon State was uh, was in the Elite Eight too. I was I did not yeah. see that coming. So like to see them, and now I I was so hopeful going into the season about Arizona State with Jay, Jake. Uh, with uh, Josh Christopher and then like Remy Martin and then what a letdown yeah. there with their season. So like for the Pac-12 to be lighting it up in the tournament, I really did not see this coming. Right, and that Arizona State team was a team that I really just thought at some point during the season was going to figure it out. And they were when they were going into the Pac-12 tournament, I was like, I really thought they were going to win the Pac-12 tournament just because I was like, Remy Martin's not going to let this be the way he goes out. And they just never really pulled it together. And honestly, they were one of the most, most disappointing teams that I think I've seen recently. But yeah, the Pac-12 was obviously stronger than we gave it credit for, for sure. No doubt. Yeah, the Mobley brothers are just a force to yeah. be reckoned with at this point. And it's like they're just like taking matters into their own hands. I think they'll give Gonzaga everything they want tonight, too. I don't think Gonzaga blows them out at all. Gotcha. So you have, what, what do we say, single digits or do you think still double digits? I think eight or nine points, yeah. Gotcha. But gotcha. maybe it's like one of those where, I don't know, it's like a two-point game with like a minute left, and then Gonzaga will score, and they have to foul him a couple times. So I think it's like that kind of 8-9 point, not the whole game. Gotcha. I think it'll be close. Gotcha. Last question I have for you, something that I've debated with a lot of people. Do we think that in college basketball it is a power five or a power six? Does Big East – does that do you count that as like a power some people like to say power six, those those Seton Hall fans and all of them. What do you think about that? Yeah. I, I'm I'm power six. He's power six. power six. Definitely. He's power I don't six. Think just with the way that and now that you add UConn back into there, right. I think I think it's definitely power six. Most years I think it's better than the Pac twelve. I thought that this year too, but obviously not by the tournament. But I, I would say power six, definitely. I agree with that. I, I, I know what you mean. It's just for me, it's tough because like when I think of power five, I like I think about it with basketball and football. But I think if we're yeah. ter- if we're like talking about it from a straight basketball standpoint, you have to kind of include the Big East because there's their teams are too good to go unrecognized. Right. And even for football, the Pac-12 had a bad year and you had two Sunbelt teams ranked higher than the best team in the Pac-12. So exactly. Pac-12 slipping a little bit. Exactly. And I think definitely for basketball power six set it in stone and some years the americans right up there with them as well true true a lot of good teams coming out of there always power six you heard it there everyone josh it was really great not getting to know you today i look forward to continuing to see your page and uh, i wish you best of luck man you're killing it yo josh thank you thank you What's yeah good, man? this is my I'm co-host back. Just one What's question up? before we wrap up. I'm not the biggest college basketball guy, so I kind of just pick, pick my bracket willy-nilly. Can you tell me what the fuck happened to Ohio State? They crushed my soul. I had them winning the entire tournament. Listen, man, they had – Oral Roberts said the leading scorer in the country. That's what happened. And when you have the leading scorer, you can lose any game. He can carry him. That's what happened. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you. I feel like people should have like known better than to like just completely count out that team. I feel like yeah. I, I did not even give them a chance, you know? I mean, there's I, – I put it like when I when I Oral Roberts won the tournament, their um, conference tournament, I posted with it. I was like, keep in mind that they have the leading score in all of Division One. So anytime you have that, you can win a game or two. There was like this big thing on Twitter where Oral Roberts basketball wasn't verified and they finally got verified. Yeah. 
that was awesome to see. No doubt, man. All right, Josh, listen, I'll, uh, I'll let you go, but it was great getting to talk to you, man. I appreciate you coming on our podcast. It really means a lot, bro. Appreciate it. All right, man. Peace out. Peace out, dog. Good talking to you.